0: What's up, you guys? Does
1: capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode
0: 38 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week uh, my car was towed and oh, it was really no. sad, and I had to pay a lot of money to get it out of the lot. <laughs>
1: And my name's Courtney, and this week I bought into capitalism, and I bought myself a four hundred dollar desk to make me more productive.
0: Ooh, wow, damn, that's a crazy shit. That yeah. standing desk?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a standing desk. I'm a little, I'm a little ashamed at myself that I <laughs> spent so much money, literally, to make myself more productive, but. Oh, you know
0: what? It's for health benefits, too. It's not only for the benefit of capitalism.
1: It's for the benefit of yourself. It's for my enjoyment. Like, I spend at least 12 hours a day in front of a computer at this point, like, working and doing school. So I was, like, I was getting so many headaches and stuff from being, like, crunched over in front of my computer. So I was, like, at least this way I can, like, stand up. I can move around. I do a little dancing when I'm listening to music. (laughs)
0: Oh, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're doing it for yourself, not for capitalism. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no Thank you for validating me, <laughs> dude. You're welcome. I've been thinking about getting a standing desk too, but it's just like I just don't know if I can pull trigger on the price. It's I just know. so expensive, dude. I've been, I've been thinking about it for a year.
1: <laughs> oh, i really? been considering it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. And you were like, well, if it's been a year, I'm committed to the idea. Mm. Maybe it's time to actually, mm-hmm. you know come in and get the standing desk. I totally, yeah. You, yeah. S- you just got to mull it over. Understand. Yeah, I'm just, I need a couple more months of mulling because mm-hmm. I have a nice desk here. So I'm like, I don't know if I should like get rid of it. I don't know, whatever.
1: Uh, anyways, yeah. tell us Tell us car, about your thing. It's oh, a lot more exciting. Guys,
0: <laughs> I'm so upset that my car was freaking towed. Honestly, honestly, it's so upsetting because a couple of weeks ago on our podcast, I had an entire 20 minute rant about mm-hmm. how much I hate parking tickets and how much I hate that we have to pay for parking and we have to just pay to exist and to be in the world already on top of paying for a car and then to not be able to do anything with the car it's just annoying right it's just stupid it's kind and of then, ironic i so ironic i mean it was, it's just like the the parking gods were like this is the final strike <laughs> and i'm like all right i give up you win capitalism you win parking it's it's over for me. It's over for me. Like, I paid almost $300 to get the car out of the lot. And I got a parking ticket on top oh of all that. <laughs> you could have gotten a standing desk. I <laughs> know. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. Wow.
1: <laughs> and it's funny because, like, in the episode, I talked about my fear of getting my car towed. And you're like, nah, I'm pretty sure they don't do that that often. Like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't
0: really happen. And it it was. Yeah, it, it does happen it sure does Mm. yeah it does happen i'm so sorry (laughs) it was so stupid oh my god so annoying it was so upsetting yeah it's okay it happens um you know i wouldn't say i've learned my lesson i would say i have been defeated because Mm. i have been putting up the good fight against parking for a really long time but now i submit to the lords You know what, this parking. week
1: it's like capitalism to us zero, you know, it was just one of those Pretty weeks. Much. We'll try again next yeah. week. <laughs>
0: this week was the week. <laughs> next week we won't be cogs in the machines, and, you know. <laughs> it's okay. We're still doing our part in being not productive mm. by doing the podcast, True. so we're good. <laughs> True. Brownie points uh. every week. Yeah, exactly. We take a moment and we just do something that makes us happy, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the poll from last week. And if you uh, remember, last week we talked about some conspiracy theories of the royal family. And we talked about um, pandemic and things in the past that we might like to keep from the pandemic. Or sorry, that have been kept from previous tragedies. So Courtney's going to kick us off.
1: (laughs) All right. So the first question is, do you believe
0: Beyonce and Kate? You spelled Kate wrong. (laughs) I spelled it sate. I'm not sure why. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. Do you believe <laughs> Beyonce and Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, have beef? And sixty four percent of you said no. Uh,
0: Thirty six said yes.
1: Logical. Yeah. That is it's, logical. It's a completely bullshit
0: conspiracy theory. Yeah. guys It's it's
1: okay. Two people can do the same thing on one day.
0: Yeah. There's, there's not that can, many days of the year. No one's <laughs> stealing any spotlight for anybody. It's totally fine <laughs> The next question was: Would you like it if stickers telling you where the line is in store in stores? Stayed post-pandemic. Yeah. 79% of you said yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. I yes. That's so cool. I agree Aww, with you. you. guys, you agree with we you love me. It. That's so sweet. We I love the love support. <laughs> All right.
1: The next one. Do you think <laughs> Prince Charles is a vampire? 94. 94- Four percent of you said yes.
0: That's crazy.
1: That's I love that. I love it so much. People yeah. don't give a shit about Prince Charles. <laughs> They're
0: like, he I must like be you, a old vampire. Man. There's no way. It's like, no. <laughs> All right. The next question is: Should we normalize wearing masks when you're sick post-pandemic? Ninety percent of you said Aww. yes. That's cool. good. That's like a very good, responsible
1: response.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you want to protect other people. We love it. I love we that. We love to hear it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. And there was <laughs> there was All a right. bonus question in yeah. here. <laughs> go
1: for it. That said, oops, it was a simple case of, and this was a fill in the blank, and the options were misogyny and chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> and 64% of you said misogyny, which is good. Uh, 36% of you,
0: maybe you should go see a doctor i don't know <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> simply a case of chlamydia <laughs> Oops. uh yeah that sucks i'm glad 64 percent of you said misogyny it means you saw the post <laughs> thanks guys thanks thank for you support. so much for participating we really appreciate it and make sure you tune into our instagram at very.unimportant.people <laughs> and take a look-see to see if the poll is up if not check back on tuesday slash wednesday and no, participate we love to hear from you and enjoy the rest of the podcast um, so this week, guys, I'm going first, and um, I'm going to talk to you guys about something kind of scientific and kind of also very interesting. It's this theory um, called pansmer- spermia. panspermia, <laughs> coming from the word pam, sorry, pan, and sperm, and ea. So it sounds like an attraction at, like, Disney panspermia. World. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, it does kind of sound like a weird, like, world to exist in or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. Last week, I just kind of like fell down this little scientifical Wikipedia hole. And so I'm going to take you on an astrobiological journey today. Wow. And even though I only really understand, okay, astrobiology is the study of like where life came from and like the universe and like all these questions mm-hmm. that people have about like how life exists and stuff like that. It's an entire field in like NASA, which I had no idea. Um, they are mm-hmm. actually funding some research about panspermia, which I find extremely interesting because mm. most scientists believe this is a pseudo theory, and they dismiss it almost immediately. Oh really? as not being true. Yeah, oh. yeah, and they like don't think that it's possible. Okay, so let me tell you quickly about what the theory is before I get into this. <laughs> um, so the theory was kind of de- developed throughout the late 1800s. It was worked on by several researchers. and most recently, in the 1970s, these people, Fred Hoyle and Chandra, Wickrama shy hypothesized that space dust is organic and it can travel to Earth or to any other planet and pretty much like either wreak havoc upon it or <laughs> create life. Yeah, so... <laughs> So, one of the examples of how it would wreak havoc Mm -hmm. is that, like, this space dust, which is kind of, like, unknown molecules, unknown living organisms to Earth right now. Like, we don't, we've never experienced them or anything like that. Um, They theorize that diseases and outbreaks are actually caused by these new organisms coming to Earth and just kind of, like, fucking our shit up because we have no idea how to handle it. And Yeah. (laughs) And the other half of the theory is called interplanetary life transfer. So Mm -hmm. basically it means that like small bacteria and small living things are being transferred through space onto other planets and then like sparking life there. And um, in support of this theory, in 2016, this guy, uh, Xiangwen Ku, of the Department of Infectious Diseases Control in China, presented a statistical study, so you know it's legit, that um, suggests. (laughs) Just because it's statistics doesn't mean it's legit. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) go with it. He suggested that the extremes of sunspot activity within uh, plus or minus one year may actually. Uh, precipitate influenza pandemics and he talked about how his research about like sunspots and about like solar flares and stuff like that could help with early detection of any type of like disease that might come to our planet because it like fucks up something in the solar system Whoa. and then moves molecules in a way that they aren't supposed to be moved or something like that and then moves the living organisms onto our planet. That was his statistical kind of, like, support of this entire thing. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, panspermia has been completely rejected by the scientific community. Uh, Most of it. Most of it. Not us. Some of it loves it. No, not us. (laughs) So not the whole scientific community. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just some of it. Um, They believe it's a pseudoscience, and they believe that no living organism can survive in space. This is a completely fair assumption <laughs> because I don't it's, – It's even humans – like, humans can't survive in space, obviously. Like, we mm. immediately just get, like, <laughs> into, like, nothing. Um, and surviving in space is one thing. And then entering the atmosphere is another thing. Living in space for a billion years, being subjected to intense UV rays, scary temperatures, and the overall space vacuum – um, are a couple of reasons why they don't think that j- <laughs> space dust is organic and alive, and this is mainly based on the fact that like organic life is um, needs the sun to survive, but like needs to be like kind of safe from the sun. Still, like the UV rays are like too much yeah. um, in space. So, but yeah, the, it's kind of it like possible
1: that like other life could survive in space, just not like human life.
0: Yes, and this is what takes me to the next part these things called, I know you're so smart, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) So this brings us to actually our first really important piece of evidence, which is extremophiles. And these organisms are surviving in extreme conditions on Earth, and they are thriving in places that normally wouldn't be possible for a carbon-based life form the classic example of this one i'm sure i don't know if you guys did like grade 11 biology but i was personally obsessed with this in grade 11 biology the water bear or oh the my moss gosh. piglet
1: yeah <laughs> the only reason i remember the water bear is because of lydia it's the o- i think that's the only like time i ever heard about the water bear is be- like is from you no way yeah it's crazy
0: that that's <laughs> coming back right now like that's kind of insane <laughs> So, yeah, I guess I was the only one obsessed with the water bear. Not everyone, like I had suggested. Um, So this is also called the tardy grades, which is so cute because, like, in high school, you're like, oh, you're tardy. And, like, your grades are tardy. So the tardy grades. So cute. And it's so freaking cute. And it's, like, 0.5 millimeters big. And it's just it's also called the slow mover. The slow mover is like a slot yeah if you guys want you should look up a picture of the water bears because they're actually they're a little weird looking but they're also super cute and i think there's a bunch of like memes about how cute they are and like how crazy they are so they can survive in up to or down to negative 272 celsius degree celsius and they can also survive up to 150 degrees celsius now listen i can barely survive 40 degree weather so i can't fucking believe that this shit be living in 150 degrees celsius wow and um they did experiments on the the water bear and found out that it can survive in the vacuum of space and at oh really intense like altitudes and stuff like that. Yeah, right. It's crazy. This thing is super resilient. Mm-hmm. Scientists believe it has also survived mass extinctions and planetary changes, but it just continues to vibe. Like it might be one of the oldest living. <laughs> kind just of hanging dudes.
1: out. He like, Isn't where did so everyone cool? go?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so cold? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, a thousand years later, it's like, why is it so hot? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, as cool as the water bear is, it still kind of needs, like, the sun to survive. And mm-hmm. just like any other life we thought up On until Earth. the 1970s. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And they discovered that there are these other extremophiles Mm. which live next to volcanoes deep deep in the ocean where no light reaches and normally if animals live that deep in the ocean they still like need light and they kind of just get it from other animals who actually have light and they eat Mm. that animal and that's how they get like their source of light or whatever but these discovered microorganisms feed off of water and an energy gradient in order to exist the vibes the energy these yeah, it literally just vibes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just lives in the freezing ass cold water next to this volcano. And the volcano, it produces a bunch of different like there's different ones. There's like um, they're called like a black smoker and a white smoker. Ooh, and yeah, super vibey. Right. And one of them, I don't remember which one it was. I didn't write all this stuff down, but one of them just like releases a shit ton of sulfur. And oh. these microorganisms live off of sulfur. They eat sulfur. There's other microorganisms in the Arctic which eat rock. Like, they just survive off of rocks. I don't... (laughs) I don't understand. So, these things exist... Wait, where? In Antarctica? Oh, sorry. Yeah, in Antarctica, yeah. Are there a lot of rocks in Antarctica? Isn't it, like, Uh, snowy? Yeah, it's... It's, yeah, it's snowy for sure, but it's, um, they have, like, a big kind of, like, ice island, and, like, on the ice island, it was also, like, some Rocks. rock, okay. I believe, because okay, there's also, like, enough. a lake or something, but it was, like, because it used to be inhab- inhabitable, I think. I'm not 100% sure about Antarctica. Okay. It's quite confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Antarctica, like, is used as a simulation for Mars travel because it's mm. such an extreme conditions to live in. And they um, found living organisms in Antarctica, like literally like a millimeter beneath the surface of the ice or the rock, whatever it is that they found living kind of things in Antarctica. And so this is evidence for another branch of panspermia called lithopanspermia. This is my personal one of my favorite branches of panspermia, I think, (laughs) because it's just kind of. It's just kind of fun and cute and, like, pretty well thought out, to be honest. So um, over the past 40 years, uh, scientists have been doing research on, like, bacteria and microorganisms to see if they can survive in space. They have been placing bacteria on the outside of the International Space Station to see how it does. I know. (laughs) Courtney. Poor little guy. Are you feeling feeling bad for the bacteria? Yeah. (laughs) That's so mean. It is kind of mean. They're bullying the bacteria. They're the like, organisms. we're just gonna
1: see if you survive.
0: Yeah, good luck out. Ninety nine percent chance
1: you don't, but <laughs> good luck out there. Well so
0: they they've been doing okay. I mean they've been doing all right. Some okay. some types of cells can survive for like three years, some survive for like eight years, and then they found that many survive better if they are covered in like clay or rock or Something like that. Um, The bacteria that lived on the outside of the International Space Station, it did okay. But they said that it only survived because there was a layer of dead cells on the outside protecting the living stuff underneath. Like a shield. Yeah. Yeah, Like a shield from like the UV and the gravity and like, yeah, still a win in my books personally. (laughs) Go panspermia. So. The panspermia like entire thing is that it is space dust, which means there is like low protection from space. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of why they also branched out to lithopanspermia, because it's the theory that organisms survived inside of meteorites and inside of space rocks for millions of years before being deposited on Earth, and Where? before like depositing life on Earth, they love using that word like that. The <laughs> meteorites and like the yeah the comets like came down and then just like bloop bloop, <laughs> <A> deposited life. <laughs> so three things need to be studied for lithopanspermia to exist. Now, that is the organism's ability to survive planetary ejection because obviously deposited. the organisms had to come from somewhere. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then they need to survive in space, mm-hmm. and then they need to re-enter the atmosphere. And then there is a secret fourth stage, which is actually being able one. to survive. Yeah, which is being able to survive on the new planet.
1: <laughs> okay, I think the better question here is not can Earth things survive in space, but it's can space space things survive on Earth.
0: Yeah, because- exactly. And that was the question they asked yeah. last. <laughs> that was ah. their secret fourth stage, ah. th- which is like, can the space thing actually live on Earth? Like, it's cool that it entered Earth, but yeah. now it's like, it's because if it was like made thing,
1: on a different planet or made in space like yeah it's gonna survive in space that makes Mm -hmm. sense i don't get why we're testing to see if earth things can survive out there because i'm sure they've like evolved since they've been here you know yeah So maybe they can't do that anymore but maybe they could i I think i think we're asking the wrong questions i think we're coming from the wrong angle here by putting (laughs) our things out there we need those things in here
0: yeah yeah we do need those things from here and, like, I, don't, it's so I don't know annoying how to find those things, but yeah. well they yeah. they took some samples from mars we talked about this in like one of our earlier oh, episodes yeah. that they took the samples from mars but they're leaving them there they're just leaving what's them the there point guys until like <laughs> 2030 when they're like then humans will be able to go and pick them up like
1: why can't humans just go and pick them up when they get there why did we need to send a robot out <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't get right. it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid
1: <laughs> that's A waste <laughs> of money energy <laughs> poor little oh. robot died out there
0: Oh, God. Opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> my battery is low and it's getting dark, honestly, forever in my heart. Aww. Opportunity. <laughs> um, so anyways, the organisms in the Antarctic are used as evidence for lithopanspermia. Since the extremophiles found deep in the frozen lakes and even like two centimeters from the surface, which is kind of probably the toughest place to survive because of the wind and the Mm. sun and the darkness and the cold. And then if you're like buried deep inside of Antarctica, maybe you're a little bit more protective, but they have found living things in these extreme places and they have also found that these things can go dormant and Mm -hmm. survive for up to 1 million years, estimating. And some which mirrors. is sick and oh i god. think that kind of explains a that's lot. okay I mean,
1: that's what i wish humans could do go dormant Go dormant yeah not die
0: i don't want to <laughs> yeah. die i just want to go dormant for a little bit yeah that would be so nice oh yeah. my god i think i think we talked about this before and someone on our tiktok was like so a coma <laughs> yeah i'm like oh interesting just a little reset yeah <laughs> <laughs> Another angle of uh, lithopanspermia is coming from spores. And spores are produced as a part of like a plant's natural life cycle. And scientists have found that the cells that the spores are produced from can remain dormant. And then they wait until favorable conditions are restored. And then they'll continue to create spores. Mm. So this means that it's totally possible that spores survived in the third and secret fourth stage of lithopanspermia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I just... How is it a secret fourth stage? What makes it secret? Because you found it on the internet. So I'm just I'm trying to figure out how that's true. I just kind
0: of called it the secret fourth stage. So it was basically um, the three stages that lithopanspermia is like really like these are the three stages it needs to survive, and then one of the arguments against lithopanspermia is actually the fourth stage, which is the possibility of survival on a new world. Okay. So people are like uh you you're fucked like that's not the only thing you need to consider like you also need to consider like if it will be able to live on the new world and they think that like the chances of that are pretty low i think they're moderate because if you survive in such like extreme conditions Mm. then maybe you would be able to survive in lesser extreme conditions although maybe it's extreme for them because they've never experienced it you know yeah i'm not totally sure um so it's totally possible that these spores waited until it was until earth was like cold enough to be inhabitable and then they started producing spores which like led to life on earth. Pretty Ooh. cool. Also a piece of really fucking solid evidence <laughs> is that in 2015 <laughs> remains of um biotic material were found and they were 4.1 billion year old rocks in Australia
1: wow. but the earth
0: is 400 million years old. So the proof is that the four stages is possible for simple organisms. I guess because mm-hmm. rocks are simple organisms, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that it's like this whole like rock formation comes from space. It kind of it kind of does back up the theory a little yeah. time to time a little bit. <clears throat> and there's this other branch of panspermia, which is galactic pans Ooh. panspermia. Ooh. Um, I know. And Harvard astronomers suggest that matter and potentially these like dormant spores can be exchanged across vast distances between galaxies and they're not restricted to our solar system and um, they kind of have this like piece of evidence that came through kind of recently I believe Mm. Uh, it was in 2017 it was called Oumuamua and it's this huge freaking rock (laughs) (laughs) it was like a comet or like a space rock or something like that and it entered our solar system and people like it was just a space rock for us but for nasa it was important evidence that interstellar objects can make their way to Mm -hmm. earth and can like actually you know kind of like interact with us i think it kind of supports the branch of panspermia which is that like um, maybe something collided into Earth and then kind of shattered a little and then freed the microbes onto the planet or deposited them deposited. as they like to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of the a little bit summary of panspermia for you. And now you may be wondering, where are these organisms coming from? Where are these? living things coming from you know if there was no life on earth if there was no life anywhere else who is doing the depositing (laughs) if you will so the fringe theory here is that living organisms were planted into meteorites and comets by extraterrestrial beings i Kind of okay. love this. I love it, but I also <laughs> see where the pseudoscience comes into it now. This is definitely the pseudoscience <laughs> okay. part. Yeah, this gotcha. is like the fringe part where they're like, "It was obviously extraterrestrial beings that that oh. brought life to Earth." How else would we? <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of understand if it could be like a little scientific thing, and it's like, yeah. "Oh, there's living things inside of rocks." Like, that's that's cool. Or maybe one of my like kind of guesses to this theory is that the extraterrestrials were living on their planet and Mm. then maybe something exploded something happened to the planet and then all the pieces like kind of just got like shattered and then just like started flying around and like what if they deposited like on
1: a bunch of different planets like what if it just flew in like different galaxies and there's like other earths out there like us yeah there's other like there's two other girls she's making a podcast about like oh (laughs)
0: that's so cute (laughs) yeah about like about their own theory of panspermia yeah
1: and they're like i wonder if there's other earths out there
0: there are we're here (laughs) i think there is i i think there honestly might be that's like a whole thing a lot of scientists are like no uh life on earth is so unique and like so specific and so special and there's just no way it could be replicated anywhere else because this is humans just think they're the shit man i know and they're like (laughs) if anything was even a little bit different life would not be possible and they're just really really attached
1: humans are just weak
0: like that's all you're saying
1: (laughs) We can only survive in this. But, yeah. like, maybe there's other things that can survive
0: different things. Exactly. If there are extremophiles, then there then there is a huge possibility. And they're a carbon-based living thing, just like us. Yeah. And if they exist, then it's completely possible that, like, life on other planets exists. Like, 100%. Um Yeah. And then the other kind of part of the fringe theory is that the extraterrestrials actually like did the depositing and um, maybe they knew, this is kind of my interpretation of it, that maybe they knew that their planet was coming to an end or something like that. And they, like us, so desperately want to live on and like so desperately, you know, because like we're putting shit on Mars. Like why are you so desperate to survive? But maybe these extraterrestrials were also desperate to keep life going in a certain way and they like put shit out into the into the world not knowing what was gonna happen and not knowing if it was gonna result but does in that anything?
1: mean we're all this whole earth was built from the jeff bezos of another planet
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: that's because, like, we
0: are trying to do that, Fuck.
1: but, like, it's just kind of, like, the rich people that are trying to do that right now.
0: Oh, my God. Right? The Jeff Bezos of the extraterrestrials we, we, was successful. We are all descendants <laughs> of Jeff Bezos. Of alien Bezos? Oh, no. Good Jesus Christ. Oh, my fucking God. There is nothing to be even thankful for. Not even life. It comes from extraterrestrial Capitalism. <laughs> Fuck, man. There's literally no winning. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Uh, So a couple (laughs) of uh, last little finishing points here. Uh, Something I found uh, which was interesting is uh, pseudopanspermia, which I I don't really understand this name pseudopanspermia because it was created by NASA scientists. And these scientists reported that complex DNA and RNA, um, which are the organic compounds of life, include uh, these things I'll, I'll read them to you if you know what they are uracil cytosine and thymine and they have been formed in a laboratory under outer space conditions using chemicals like that are found in meteorites and these chemicals are found in like red giants and integral interstellar dust and gas clouds and stuff like that according to the scientists so, my interpretation of this is that they believe that, like, we were, like, DNA and RNA was created in a lab in space, <laughs> in outer space conditions, because there was no, there was none of this, like, DNA and RNA compounds mm. on Earth, and they came mm-hmm. from somewhere else. It's a thinker. It is. It's a thinker <laughs> for sure. I know, sometimes I don't understand what NASA is saying. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this amazing discovery. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, so Earth might have been seeded is the word that we are Seated. going with. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But also the word sperm is in panspermia. Yeah, that's so true. That's <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, people think that Mars at the time when the Martians like were seeding the planet, that Mars might have been more habitable than Mm -hmm. earth so there could be evidence on mars that dna and rna were like created there and nasa is actually funding a project right now that will create a machine which will look for primitive rna and dna and it's called the search for extraterrestrial genomes that's happening right now guys like as much as this is a pseudo thing it's being deeply investigated by (laughs) nasa like what? They this is a legit theory. Like as people are like, "Ah, I'm dismissing it." This is real. People are putting in research and effort and they are putting molecules into space and they're trying to see if they're going to survive or not and they're putting them into like rocks and shit. Like, yeah, I'm a supporter of panspermia. I think it's pretty cool. And like <laughs> I just love the name. <laughs> I know it's fun. <laughs> uh yeah life is just so random and i just like it's interesting to hear that it might not be random at all and maybe aliens planted us here or maybe they didn't know that they were planting us here they didn't even know what they were doing their earth was like their earth whatever wherever they lived was like exploded or something it was just a random mission and it resulted in us i mean i wonder if the martians are even still alive (laughs) and if they're out here Oh, yeah. They have no idea we exist or not. Oh, But yeah, it's just kind of cool that we might have all come from just little mi- tough microorganisms That's tucked so away in a rock. We are the aliens. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are the aliens. Big time. And yeah, that oh. brings us to the end of our little panspermia talk. Mm-hmm. I, have, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. I have an alternate theory. Okay. Yeah.
1: Walk with me. Here, in my little... (laughs) So, okay. What's that movie where they all live on a speck of dust? Is that Horton Hears a Who? Yeah. Okay. So Horton Hears a Who style. The space dust is actually just giant sneezes. Okay? Because that's what it sounds like (laughs) to me. Because sneezes are like... Because, you know, in COVID times, we all know we got to be scared of the sneezes. Because they land on you. And then those little living viruses and stuff like that, you know, like take over and make you sick. We are a sneeze. We are a virus. Per se. Whoa! We were yeah, sneezed Yeah, we totally here. could be. Yeah, yeah. We live on just By little We are sneezed, and then we were, and then we, and then within our sneezes, humans or something like that, we're creating little There's galaxies. Little planets. Oh, that's
0: so cute! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's my favorite yeah, theory. Yeah, those things you gotta look out for. I mean, yeah. Every time you sneeze outside, like. Who knows what's going to happen to that living microorganism? Maybe mm-hmm. in a thousand years it's going to get sent off into space and it's going to survive. Oh, imagine like COVID 19 is the only thing that survives from the planet. They're Uh-oh. like, oh, we have this. <laughs> They're like, oh, how interesting. A living organism. Do
1: that's they believe the that COVID 19 came from space? Because you were saying that like some diseases and pandemics
0: come from space. Like
1: that's that was the first
0: yeah. theory. Yeah they haven't updated uh, that part of the site yet Mm -hmm. however i did look into solar flares and solar activity kind of like before the covid uh thing and the most recent like intense solar flare was in 2017 and then there was also a lot of solar activity in 2020 in november of 2020 which is after late yeah yeah so covid kind of disproved their theory there I know, right? <laughs> There's always solar activity going on, though. Yeah. So e- it it's a it's a possibility. It was a statistical, <laughs> you know, it was a statistical thing. I think I guess you're right. Everything in statistics isn't legit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. That was interesting. That was yeah, no interesting. problem. I hope I you like... guys liked it. I hope it I hope it wasn't super dry, you guys. No. like I thought this, it was like super cool. So I yeah, hope you guys no, enjoyed it. I love the science. It's so interesting dive. hearing
1: about, like, alternate theories right? of, like, where we came from and, like, Earth and yeah, how obsessed know, right? with ourselves humans are. They're like, uh, no other life could be this advanced. No, calm, calm down. I know. Calm dude. Down. We free so, of capitalism. Yeah. We convinced ourselves to work in lives that we hate, even though we have the capacities to enjoy our lives. Like, we're not that
0: smart. No, we really aren't. Anyways. I read something the other day yeah. that was like, the public, the public. You know, we what we believe as like a public is a collective. It doesn't exist, <laughs> and it's 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 just an idea. And like the public isn't isn't real, and it actually stops any type of real action. Huh. And like this this philosopher was like talking about how much we like to talk about what we're gonna do, yeah. and then we like to talk our way through problems, but no action, and like nothing ever actually happens. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's not wrong. Yeah, it's not right. (laughs) Right. I was like, oh, I
1: guess you got a point there. (laughs) ain't that smart. No, dum dums. Dum dum. No, think.
0: Water bear. (laughs) You're so cute. Little water bear. (laughs)
1: All right, guys, welcome to the second half of the podcast where I'm going to I'm going to talk about my theory, but it actually has kind of some connections to Lydia's half of the podcast. Just a little bit. Nice. Just little, we, the space makes a little bit of a comeback, but I, I love talk, it when we're like on the same yeah, vibe. The same level. Same level. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the conspiracy theory that lizard people. Hold on. <laughs> lizard people in suits are ruling the country. Or, or the world, it kind of expands to the world, um, but this is actually a largely had, held conspiracy theory in America, yeah, and it's America. that lizard uh, people. There's they are cold-blooded humanoid reptilians that have the power to shapeshift into human form. Yes, I have heard, um, and that these creatures are actually many of the world leaders today.
0: And oh, they are working towards
1: world domination. Oh. I don't know what the goal is once they achieve that. I don't know what they're going <laughs> to do. <laughs> but the theory is, is that they're lizard people ruling a country. Um, oh. And so apparently these creatures have been with us throughout human history. They've had their claws on humankind since ancient time, as the website oh. that I read uh, put it. And <laughs> leaders like Queen Elizabeth the First. George Bush and the Clintons are all theorized to be lizard people um.
0: okay <laughs> all of the Clintons are lizard people all of
1: the Clintons yeah yeah Wow yeah there's yeah
0: That's oh and the current Queen
1: Elizabeth is also a lizard person and this theory has what been the- going on for like a real it's not a new conspiracy theory like David Ick Ike he calls himself a modern philosopher. Um, He's Mm -hmm. the most prominent figure in this conspiracy, and he actually wrote a book about it in 1999. Wow. Called The Biggest Secret. So it's been going on for a real long time.
0: That's like early ages of the internet, too. Yeah. Like, there wasn't the internet to, like, spread a lot of, like, conspiracies. Like, this guy must have really freaking believed it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So, and one of the top lizard
1: person journalists in the field made a guide to help identify lizards in case you're wondering whoa 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 this sounds scary how do i tell if someone's a lizard we got you so the first on the list is green eyes
0: oh shit yeah
1: lydia lydia's (laughs) a vampire and a lizard i I, have
0: everything all at once
1: actually no 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 okay the second one kind of discredits you it's good eyesight or hearing
0: okay so you're good yeah you're good we're out we're out here okay the next one
1: i find really weird it's red hair having red hair which, like, oh. many of the lists that they give, okay, I'm just going to give something away. The second list that I have of, like, people that might be lizard people, the first person on that list is Barack Obama,
0: which, oh, hold on. <laughs> hold <laughs> on. Green man. eyes,
1: red hair, I don't know. He doesn't have either idol. of those. Yeah. Um, the next one is a sense of not belonging to the human race.
0: <laughs> so okay. a lot of these well, are, are just
1: subjective things.
0: Feelings. Super subjective. How can yeah. you tell that about a person? They're like, you know what? It looks like they have a feeling that they don't belong. <laughs> it looks like there's a sense of not belonging, specifically oh, to God. the human
1: race, not just like to their community, yeah. to the human race. It's... Okay. Um. The next one is unexplained scars on the body. Uh.
0: uh Do the lizard people know that they're lizard people? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. This okay. is not, like, a vampire
1: situation where like we're all, like, sense... discovering
0: we're vampires. No. Yeah. It's the, just strange. That know. sense of not belonging is so, like, it's such a weird thing to throw in there. Oh, don't... The next one is a love of space. <laughs> just... <laughs> they love space. So
1: they love space. Honestly, so listening to this list, Jeff Bezos is at the top.
0: Ooh. He's the pinnacle.
1: He has green eyes. He kind of looks like a lizard, to be honest. He kind of looks like a turtle. Like a yeah, little reptile. He has, like...
0: Yeah, yeah he does yeah, love yeah. space i see it
1: he has a sense of not belonging to Some the sense human sense race as well
0: does he really has he said that in interviews or something just looking at him like i have the sense oh. that yeah. he doesn't belong <laughs> to the human race right right <laughs> completely subjective yeah let's go yeah i, I get that i totally get that
1: <laughs> all right and the last one is low low blood pressure so, so get random. out your uh blood pressure gauges strap him <laughs> on to the world's elite <laughs> So outside of the list, there's also others that believe that having a smile where the bottom teeth show, um, and having eyes that change size or eyes with abnormally shaped pupils are potential lizard
0: people tells. Interesting. Yeah. And Me so- smiling without the bottom teeth for the rest of the video. <laughs>
1: I feel like that makes you look like more of a lizard. Is like no way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. i'm trying to cover it
1: <laughs> um so yeah basically these people these lizard people want world domination what they will do with it we don't know obviously the conspiracy theorist thinks it's is not it's not good things that okay. you know i don't know kill yeah humans? that's why we're trying to really like
0: stop the lizard people they probably have some so. grand plan maybe and this is maybe kind of where they just want to rule in peace
1: <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe they're just like stupid humans we could do this better honestly they probably could
0: i feel like they could too they would make very objective decisions, you know, because yeah. they're not human. Mm-hmm. So they could kind of remove all, like, emotion or anything and just do its best. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that would be good or maybe it would be terrible.
1: Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is kind of where the space comes in. So they're believed to have come from the constellation Draco. Um, so they're basically theorized to be aliens. Wow. And apparently the lizard people have been visiting Earth since ancient times and breeding with humans, um, which resulted oh. in more lizard people they're basically hybrids hybrids oh, okay. between lizards and the human race and so humans. the aliens sure. in ancient times came to earth bred with the humans made these alien hybrids and those alien hybrids have been with us ever since those alien hybrids are called the babylonian brotherhood that
0: is their name of the hybrids that are ruling the earth cool cool Um, Oh, okay. So none of the original lizards still exist, are still alive. It's only the hybrids. Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. The Babylonians.
1: (laughs) The Babylonians. Yeah. And so here's just like another small list of people who are theorized to be lizard people. So first, as we had discussed earlier, Barack Obama, Mm -hmm. Um, Donald Rumsfeld, don't know who that is, Madonna, Katy Perry, Perry. Bill Clinton, which we talked about. Angelina Jolie oh. and Mick Jagger. Oh. I don't know how they the would hell? take over the world. I don't really call many of those people like world leaders. I don't, I I don't understand. really think Katy I thought Perry they were supposed to be politicians, politicians. Why do people. Hate yeah. Katy Perry? <laughs> so
0: much like <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> leave her alone, the poor girl. <laughs> I don't understand. So, okay, world mm-hmm. leaders I guess could mean celebrities since apparently celebrities have more of an impact on I guess so. The public. I guess so world leaders like real world leaders, interesting and this kind of
1: ties into you know how there's that also that theory that like world leaders are part of the illuminati and like they're cannibals and they drink blood this is all tied into this conspiracy theory this is all tied into like that the lizards need you know like human flesh or human blood to survive oh okay. so these all tie into the overarching conspiracy of lizard people
0: cool. So lizard yeah. people also run the Illuminati. Yeah, basically. That's sick. Good <laughs> for them. They really, like, made it to the upper echelon of society.
1: <laughs> um. So there was a giant survey that was done in America in 2013 just about conspiracy theories to see, like, how many people believed in which conspiracy theories. And 12 million Americans believed that aliens ruled the world. And that was in 2013. What? And it's... It's estimated to be a bigger number now. Wow. So over 12 million Americans believe this.
0: That's that's a a hefty,
1: hefty amount of people.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. Why do people latch on to these theories and ideas? So I'm
1: actually going to get into that a little bit because this conspiracy, this conspiracy, sorry, has sparked a lot of interest from psychologists because there are some really oh. like dark sides to this conspiracy. Um, yeah,
0: like killing the children and like draining their blood and stuff like that like that. But also that
1: there's been like acts of hate and terrorism, I would say, in the name of this conspiracy. Whoa. So I don't know if you guys remember, but on Christmas Day there was like an explosion in Tennessee, downtown Tennessee. Um, it injured three people, damaged 41 buildings, um, and the person who set off this explosion actually made claims to the conspiracy theory. Oh my god,
0: what the hell? So now, like, oh god, now ordinary, ordinary, ordinary people are just getting, like, hurt by this conspiracy theory? Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, and apparently this man's favorite pastime was going to the park to hunt these aliens. I don't know what that means. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but it sounds, it sounds scared. scared of the park. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That just doesn't sound uncomfortable. I um, just hate to see a grown man by himself at the park. Just writing notes. I don't really know. Yeah. You Creepy. home. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's another person who actually murdered his own brother because he thought his brother was a lizard person.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So this conspiracy is a little intense. It has its grips but on yeah. some people and psychologists um, are pretty interested in it. But... The essence of this conspiracy can actually be traced back to the industrial revolution um, where people's (laughs) lives like suddenly went through rapid change you know their way of life completely changed their work days like capitalism money Mm -hmm. all these things Um, so there were a lot of unknowns and people were kind of unsettled and they didn't know what to believe anymore because I guess they went from a time where like Religion and maybe superstition kind of closely ruled their lives. And all of a sudden, uh, the light. capitalist gods came in, you know. Holy. So it kind of shifted their world. Yeah, so, changed the game. There's actually many variations of the conspiracy of, like, shape-shifting reptilian people trying to take over society that, again, can be traced back to the Industrial Revolution. And Dracula, which was written in 1897 is actually mm-hmm. one of these. Um,
0: really? Yeah. I think so, that Dracula... Whoa. He had,
1: like, a lot of reptilian, like, features and stuff like that oh. in his descriptions, and he used his shape-shifting abilities to try to take over London. Oh, so my I just God. I believe that this could be, like, a remnant of this conspiracy theory from, like, the 1800s.
0: Whoa, that's so cool. Vampires yeah. are lizards.
1: <laughs> um. And it's also been used in some anti-Semitic and anti-immigrant instances where there's a paranoia of people coming into an area, taking all the wealth and power of the area, and therefore, like, conspiracy theories are grown, are born, Mm -hmm. sorry. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that happens. And
1: we know that's happening in America right now, too, where there's a lot of um, racism, fear of outsiders, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's kind of like the perfect storm for intense conspiracies to be grown, um and just like yeah. a side note it's actually theorized by a lot of people that dracula is anti-semitic
0: <laughs> okay Dracula's a real person now <laughs> something to, no like it's the so random like the character no no no, no 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 the
1: book the book dracula oh was like a metaphor or symbolic of anti-semitism
0: oh my goodness because like this That's fear so of outsiders
1: of somebody like taking nice. over taking wealth
0: and there a it's big just fear of, easier like, to, like, condemn time. them and to hate them if they're not even human, right? Like, it's just yeah. so, let's just dehumanize them and then it's easier to hate them. Mm-hmm. That's so fucked. So history Thanks. shows
1: that when panic is rising and institutions are failing um, and the masses feel betrayed by the wealthy elites, that people start creating scapegoats, which is often mm-hmm. what these conspiracies are born out of. Um, And psychologists explain that people use these conspiracies to try to regain a sense of control, Um, that they're like a way for people to try to understand what's going on in their life. Which makes sense. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah. Some sort of an explanation. I look for that too. Like sometimes, like stuff goes crazy in my life, and I'm like, "Oh, it's probably because I got bangs." And like, obviously, it's not. <laughs> but I just am like, "When did this all start?" And like, yeah. who, "Who, who can I blame it on?" That like isn't. It makes just, you like, feel
1: better when it, you come up with a yeah. reason, even if you know it's the wrong reason. You're like, "I feel better."
0: Yeah. yeah Solve
1: exactly. that mystery.
0: Solve that one. <laughs> you're just lying to yourself. <laughs> and now
1: this might be very controversial, but. I, okay, also might be a stretch, but I also think that religion is kind of this as well. How? No, religion is kind of like,
0: maybe conspiracy theory is too
1: much, but it's kind of like a scapegoat because religion was born in a time when we didn't have a lot of answers to like why people died suddenly and like why the weather changed and why there were dry seasons and stuff like that. So it was probably easier to believe that there was some force out there controlling all these yeah, things and making this like happen power. than just being like, Meh, some things we'll never yeah. know. So,
0: yeah, definitely. Know. People were looking for answers and they found them Religion from the church. It? Yeah. Yeah. And the church had all the answers too. You know, people were like obsessed with the church. They thought that that was the only place because like they were getting all their answers from God. So it was <laughs> like, what, what does the church have to say about this?
1: So, yeah, that's the yeah. biggest conspiracy of them all. That there's yeah. a big man
0: in the sky. Yeah, I think it was completely born out of fear. Too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Fear of death as well, of course. <laughs> yeah,
1: fear of the unknown. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so people who are open-minded or and or people who are naturally suspicious are normally the most kind of susceptible to falling into conspiracies. Mm. And as probably all of us know, it can be really hard to like derail somebody who's into a conspiracy. Um, yeah. Because it's not necessarily based on like factor reason, so you can like yeah give them the facts, but
0: no, but it's the not thing based is, on that. When you're in <laughs> when you're in that deep, like they, mm-hmm. you have already spun a web and yeah. you have already created a narrative within the conspiracy theory, devaluing any real facts or any like actual evidence that we might have as non-believers into like why. not correct you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like they have their own story they have everything that they they have their like rebuttal
1: points to like every fact that there is
0: yeah exactly and if not then they're like well I'm the stronger one in society because I think about things (laughs) and then they just call you stupid (laughs) Um, and then some people actually
1: believe that it's the lack of logic and reason and like the kind of hazy parts that build a conspiracy because people believe that it's not that there's a lack of reason or facts but it's that there's like a cover-up going on so if you're trying to point oh out, out that like God, this isn't logical totally. people are like yeah that's because that information is being covered up that's because they yeah. don't want you to know so yeah, that's kind of like yeah. the allure oh, of conspiracies because sure. then you can't argue them either because
0: you know you don't know either. Like, your facts
1: are wrong it's a cover
0: up. <laughs> then, yeah that's so true wow some things we'll never know. It's because it's being covered up by the government. <laughs> ah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is. A, yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, And then also in times in your life when you're confronted with like big decisions and unclear decisions. So an example that they have had was like during the measles outbreak. Um parents were, like, faced with the decision of vaccinating their kids or not, and it was, like, a yeah. really scary time for parents because they're trying to figure out, like, how to be a good parent, and they're getting a lot of, like, mixed information of, like, my kid could die mm-hmm. from measles, but my kid from die- could die from the vaccine. Oh, um, sounds rough. So sometimes you your mind in those situations aren't necessarily open to, like, the reasonable or logical option, but rather um, they're gravitated more to the option that presents them with the best feeling of, like, control. Okay over the situation and that's most often conspiracies because conspiracies don't have yeah. to wait for like the science or like <laughs> the reason or whatever they can just make the most illogical answers to everything that they want to so it can make people yeah. feel better because there's more answers in conspiracy than there is an actual fact
0: yeah yeah so people get wow. pulled in They you um, get pulled in
1: Yeah, and And that's basically how people get pulled into conspiracy theories. And that's how these conspiracies kind of grow and become monsters. And then people, you know, take over the US Capitol, blow people up, kill their own (laughs) brothers in the name of these conspiracies. And it's just really because they're afraid and unsettled. Damn. Sorry to end that on a really uh, low (laughs) note. That was a really quick portion. My apologies on that as well.
0: (laughs) No, it's totally fine. Wow. Oh, my God. I feel like people are so much more susceptible to conspiracy theories today, Mm -hmm. too, than maybe they were in the past. I don't know. Maybe it's just because there is more conspiracies available to anybody for almost any reason at any time, you know, because Mm -hmm. of the Internet. But it just... I feel like people used to have it so much simpler. Yeah, (laughs) And it was just you just had your beliefs and I also you were just like ignorant to anything else old
1: conspiracies were more like myths and like folklore they weren't necessarily about like people but they were about like i don't know fairies
0: mythical Whoa, okay. beings
1: you know like i feel like that used to be conspiracy theories but now that we're in this age where like people are kind of growing away from Um, like maybe religious beliefs or like spiritual beliefs, they need something else to like fuel the conspiracies. So I think that Mm -hmm. those like folklores are now turning into conspiracy theories about just like human beings. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Instead (laughs) of being like the fairies did it, we can be like the president did it, you know? Right. It's like a different scapegoat. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) And I guess it feels a little bit more concrete, maybe. And it's like easier to believe. Because there is so much information out there. god information will be the death of us all it's just too much have you ever seen the videos of um like celebrities um eyes turning into lizard eyes no i used to watch those i watched one of miley cyrus like her eyes like she was doing this interview and then like for for a hot second her eyes like turn her pupils turned into slits Into like straight pupils and they were like proof that she is a fucking lizard person Uh, they were like this is not photoshopped
1: (laughs) (laughs) well the fact that you had to start with that fact (laughs) makes me question it a little
0: bit (laughs) Mm, interesting (laughs) is it is it now
1: All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. It was a little bit shorter this week. So with your extra time that you have, I challenge you to find us on TikTok and yeah. to please Leave help us. us some us. positivity. <laughs> help us. You have some extra time and you do have some extra
0: time because this podcast episode is shorter. Go do mm-hmm. that. Go help us. We would appreciate we it. We would really appreciate that. That would be really nice. <laughs> we need some positivity on there. One person left us positivity, which was sick, but yeah. you now it's like, know, we need some work. Yeah, it would be nice to feel like we are liked, you know. It was funny. Coming across as assholes. Yeah, it was,
1: was, the TikTok thing was funny that you guys couldn't find us on TikTok. I really love that bit. That was a good joke, but you can do it. it. You
0: can find us now. You can do it, guys. We We are very (laughs) unimportant people. Podcast, there's a hint for you. (laughs)
1: Anyways, (laughs) you can also head over to our Instagram. You can let us know what you think about the Spur... A panspermia? Panspermia, yeah. Panspermia theory. (laughs) And you can also let us know if you think that lizards rule the planet. Lizard people rule the planet. And also let us know what you think lizards will do when they achieve world domination. Because that was the big question mark in this theory is why are we so afraid of this?
0: It could be totally fine. Could be fine. They could be They are already in positions of power. You know what, though? Allegedly. And it went okay, right? But some of these people aren't good
1: people. You know? Maybe that's where okay. the fear comes from.
0: Yeah. You know what, though? Like They're also, like, of most of them are
1: okay people. Most of them are, like, yeah.
0: liberals. <laughs> like, Madonna is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Madonna never did anything. No, Angelina no, 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 Jolie, yeah. like,
0: I think I mean, she's, she's fine. Really fine. I don't understand. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, oh, let I'm us know what you think out. is going to happen when they achieve world domination. Um, our Instagram is very.unimportant.people. You can shoot us an email if you want, if you're old-fashioned. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're <laughs> at gmail.com and that's H-A-T-R-S, gmail.com. Where else are we? You can find us on Twitter, the unimportant ppl, yes. and we're on Patreon just gonna put that in there we're still there we
0: are on patreon we're still posting really good stuff too yeah and you can not find us on
1: patreon but you can find us our patreon on our instagram that's another little scavenger hunt for you guys (laughs) our link (laughs) find the patreon let us know (laughs) when you find it um yeah that's it for us this week i hope you guys have a great